0: Episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. It's episode eight. Uh, I was hoping to start episode eight last night by uh, discussing a potential Lightning win and breaking out of the losing streak, but unfortunately, the Lightning dropped another one last night. They're third straight in a row, 4 3 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And The Lightning, they they cleaned up their game. You know, I came out last episode discussing all the things that the Lightning did need to change in their game in order for them to turn things around and hopefully try not let this losing streak get out of hand. But a losing streak isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, yeah, you never want to lose three games in a row. Uh, You never want to have a losing streak, period. But teams are going to go through that, Um, you know like a hockey season is a season of highs and lows and every team is going to go through it. No matter if you're in the bottom of the league or you're one of the top teams such as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Having said that though, uh, you know, it, it is frustrating from a fan point of view as well as someone who gets to talk about this team on a daily podcast show like, like I do. But, I do believe going forward that this will be the best thing for the team going forward just because whatever kinks that this team does need to work out and, you know, uh, every team does need to go through a losing streak. That's just something that naturally happens in any sport. Every team will go through a losing streak and I think it's better for them to go through it now and work through whatever they need to work through in order to become a better team than to have it rear its ugly head during one of the most important times of the year, and that is the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we're just going to jump right into a game recap. Uh, I'll try and save some time at the end to discuss other things if possible. So Lightning came into this game uh, after winning a 7-3 game in Toronto in the first game of the season against uh, the Maple Leafs. And every time these teams play, it's a track race. You know, Both teams try to... Uh, Race up and down the, the ice and try and you know, it's just an offensive onslaught by both teams every time they get together And I think that the Lightning tried to do their best to try and you know, not feed into that this time around and But the Maple Leafs play with such a high tempo and intensity that it sometimes it's kind of hard not to so jumping right into it 946 into the first period as they usually have in their past couple of games, the Lightning get off to a relatively fast start. I'm not going to say it's an early start just because it was nine, almost 10 minutes into the first period. Uh, Steven Stamkos skates into the zone and he sets up uh, Nikita Kucherov with a nice backhanded pass for the one timer. And if you listen to the last episode, uh, I always do, uh, when I do the game preview, I always talk about one Lightning player and one opposing team player to speak about. Uh, to. To really keep an eye out for in the upcoming game. And the Lightning player that I picked was Nikita Kucherov. I thought that, you know, it was kind of, it's been a couple of games since he scored a goal, and it would really have been nice to see him get off to, you know, to a nice start in this game and do uh, try and start a hot streak as well. And, you know, he scored right away, and it was, that turns out to be his 30th goal of the season. Hopefully, this will be the start of maybe a five game. Whatever five game plus uh, scoring streak for Nikita, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And the one thing I was worried about coming to this game because it was kind of a theme that's going on, and I'll I'll, I'll discuss it more in detail later, is that the Lightning's um, habit of giving up a a fast goal after they they score their goal, um, and they they did their best in this game, but uh, a little while later around the Three minutes later, Jake Muzzin steps into steps into one from the point and beats Vazalezki glove Vazileski glove side. And you know what? I I have no problem with this goal, just because there was it was a great shot from Muzzin. It was an absolute laser off his stick, and there wasn't really any traffic in front. It was it just beat Vazalezki plain and simple. And sometimes, you know, even if you're the best goalie in the league, you are going to get beat every now and then. And this time, Vasilevsky, can't say his name today, not sure why. I guess because it's Wednesday and just ready for the weekend. Uh, But, yeah, Vasilevsky got got beat glove side, and it's going to happen. I have no problem with it. And at this point in the game, they're tied 1-1. So four minutes later, uh, 16-42 into the first, John Averis deflects a uh, Tyson Bear slap shot and that got, gets past Vasilevsky for the power play goal. Uh, you know, And the Maple Leafs, unfortunately, take a uh, 2-1 lead at this point. And another goal I didn't have an issue with. You know, In the past episodes, there were some goals that I thought maybe the defense didn't get back uh, well enough to defend the rush or whatever it is. Um, my big issue in recent games with the Lightning was letting opposing teams just skate into the slot and camp out in front of Vasilevsky and, you know, block his vision. And, you know, there was a lot of times, especially in the last game, where Vasilevsky couldn't even see the puck. Uh, There was times where the the opposing team would take shots and it would hit the end boards and not even be on net, and Vasilevsky would have no idea where the puck was. But, you know, in this game, they did a very good job. And I, I hope that maybe they listened to the podcast and heard me going on and on about it. You know, they said, let's try and shut this guy up. So they they did a very good job in this game, I thought, for the most part of, you know, limiting the traffic in front of Vasilevsky. And this first period, I thought, was the best period of hockey the Bolts have played thus far in their last three games. Um, they were very aggressive on the penalty kill. Other than that power play goal from John Tavares. They did a fantastic job, and the puck management was definitely a lot better in this. Uh, They didn't give up the puck as much. They had a lot of clean passes. Uh, They were setting up each other for very good scoring opportunities as well. Um, And just at first glance, looking at Zach Bogosian and Barkley Goodrow, they were all over the place making an impact right away. Uh, Goodrow and the PK, and Bogosian doing a good job. Um, you know, fighting for the puck along the boards and taking away the passing lanes as well. Um, there was this one shot that I didn't even realize Zach Bogosian had a slap shot like this. There was a there was a play earlier in the game. I want to say maybe before the Stamkos, um, Stamkos, uh passed to Kucherov that set up the goal. Zach Bogosian just skated into one and just teed it up, and I didn't even realize that he had a he had a slap shot like this. And the thing that I would like to see maybe going forward, as he gets more acclimated to this team and starts to get a feel for the chemistry with his teammates, is that I would like to see them maybe set up Bogosian for more slap shots, just because if he if he's got a slap shot like that, you got to let him let him rip, you know, every now and then, and maybe they could incorporate that into their system as well going forward. But we'll see. As the days go on, uh, how these players, you know, really, really come into their own with this team. And the thing that really stuck out to me was, and you know, I'm not a fan of taking a lot of time off. I thought that that was what maybe affected the team going into the Vegas game that they had two days off. Uh, after the Colorado Avalanche game, but I think having a few days off especially in this losing streak um, And I don't believe they had a morning skate or a practice yesterday But it de- this team definitely seemed a lot more recharged, and I think um, being a lot being also being back home in Tampa I think that actually helped the mindset of these guys kind of like reset things and just go back to playing hockey the way they they normally do And like I said, they definitely look more refreshed out there so other than that, it wasn't really an eventful first period uh, to end it. But going to the second, 507, uh, Tampa Bay won on the power play after Toronto took a too many men penalty and two turnovers. There was two turnovers that led to breakaways, and that was when I was kind of getting frustrated just because I think this is what I re- what I kind of touched on in my last episode was I saw a lot of mistakes that the Lightning were getting away with during their, their winning streak that uh, kind of came back to bite them as, you know, they, they lost the Vegas game and then they lost the Coyotes game. And, you know, it kind of, kind of came up a little bit in this game. And the one thing obviously that I just mentioned was the turnovers. Uh, the bolts have been struggling on the power play thus far. And um, I think it, it definitely showed um, they were too loose on the power play. Um, but, after this, you know they cleaned it up. They started to clean it up, and you could tell just by the puck handling and just by the way they were playing defense that they were they were they tightened it up. I don't know, maybe Cooper said something to them between commercial breaks, or it was was or maybe it was just talking to the guys on the bench as the game went along about what what needed to be um, cleaned up. But after not being able to generate anything on the power play, the Lightning stepped up the offensive pressure, and they definitely started to create a lot more scoring chances definitely started to challenge Frederick Anderson a lot more in net uh, up until that point they weren't taking a lot of shots and then they they started being a lot more aggressive and that was a very good sign to see so then at 11 1154 into the second period Kevin Shattenkirk one towards the net that pinballs its way through traffic and passed the uh, uh, Anderson and Patrick Maroon and Maroon ended up getting credit for the goal Unfortunately, immediately after scoring the goal, he left the game with an apparent injury and he did not return. So I'm just waiting on to hear anything if the Lightning choose to release information on what maybe had been the issue uh, and the reason why he left. Uh, So I'll keep you guys updated. Maybe we'll get more as the day goes along and I'll discuss it on tomorrow's episode. But unfortunately, after this goal, uh, the, the Lightning's bad habits, if you want to call it that, of, you know, letting the other team answer right away uh, showed up. And, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure what the fix is to this. I, I, I don't see the guys really taking a shift off after they score a goal. I'm not sure if it's a mindset thing or what the case may be. Um, if any of you guys uh, are listening, and maybe have an answer or a solution as to what the Lightning could do to fix this issue because this is definitely a problem for them that has showed up in the last three games and that's just giving up goals after they score to, you know, really, really not do anything to help themselves and um, without throughout the game. So if you guys have any questions or maybe a, like a solution to what this issue could, you could help with, uh, please give us a, a tweet at at. L O underscore lightning on our Twitter page, or, you know, shoot us an email at locked on lightning at gmail.com. And, you know, if, if you guys reach out, I'll definitely answer the questions and I'll discuss it on the following podcast. And maybe one episode on, on an off day when the lightning are not playing, we could maybe do just a whole episode based on a, a mailbag. But like I said, the, the lightning have been struggling with, you know, letting the other team answer right away. As soon as they score a goal of their own, because at 12.25, almost, you know, not even 35 seconds later, the both fail to clear the puck out of their own zone, and John Tavares somehow ends up with the, the loose puck in, in the slot and dangles his way uh, and goes top shelf on the backhander, and that's his second goal of the game. And, you know, like I said, uh, there's this ongoing issue of them allowing other teams to answer, which I think they do need to address as soon as possible. Or they're just not going to be able to, you know, be able to win games or play successful, successful hockey just because I don't understand how you're going to be able to go throughout a season. You know, of course, this team has a lot of firepower in their offense and the, their ability to score goals is definitely one of the best in the league. But it's it's counterproductive when you're giving up goals 30 seconds, you know, 20 seconds to 30 seconds later on. You know, it doesn't really help your team and it's, it's going to make things a lot harder. Uh, In able in your ability to to win hockey and sure I'm being very critical right now, but at the same time I'm gonna be honest and say that, you know Contrary to last the last couple of games the lightning played a lot better in this game There was a lot of they didn't make that many mistakes Um, You know, there was it there were certain situations where the Leafs and I'll discuss it as we go along in the game recap that there was a lot of times where the Leafs were just playing very good hockey and that, you know, there's there some instances where you just you can't even get f- frustrated about it. You just got to tip your cap to the other team playing very good hockey. But at 13-31 into the period, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk takes a double minor for high-sticking and slashing. Now, I, I that's not a call that I see very often. You know, uh, he... On the play, if you look at the replay, Shattenkirk, uh, I'm I don't, I'm not really sure who he hit I'm, uh, on the play. But if you look at, at the replay, Shattenkirk uh, was, of course, going for the puck. You know, there was nothing malicious about this play um, at all. And Shattenkirk uh, was going for the puck, and he kind of tried to lift the stick of the opposing player up. And in the process, he hit him in the face, and then he hit the stick out of his hand now. Like I said, you don't really see that enough. You don't see that a lot to where they call a double minor on that. Um, and, you know, I just have to say to the rest on that, you know, either call one or the other. I believe, you know, if you're, if obviously most times, if the player gets hit in the face by a stick, it's an automatic high sticking. So just call that. I don't, you know, I, of course, I do see the reasoning as to why you're going to, you're going to call them for two penalties on that. But at the same time, you don't really see that call often. And unfortunately, uh, About a couple, about a minute later, uh, that leads to an absolutely incredible goal. And like I said a couple of seconds ago, you know, there are certain plays in this game where you just got to shake your head and, you know, tip your cap to the other team for just, you know, because there's certain things that are just not necessarily uh, you could place the blame on the lightning for. But, for example, um, so at 1421 into this period, still on the power play, uh, William Nealander gets the puck right on the doorstep. Uh, down low, right near Vasilevsky, and just goes between his legs, top shelf, and it was a move you could tell just by Vasilevsky's by language that he was not expecting it. Um, I don't think anyone in the building was, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you don't really see someone go between the legs often. This year, though, you have been seeing a lot more players doing it, you know, kind of sh- showcasing their skill something that they they normally really do and reserve uh just when they're fooling around in practice but yeah it's one of those goals where you just got to tip your hat to the the opposing player for doing it just because it's you know it's a very it's a very very good goal um I'm sure it made the top 10 plays of the night last night on nhl.com and definitely showed up on uh TSN this morning so you know tip your hat to William Lina- Nylander there's really nothing Vasilevskiy could have done on that absolutely incredible goal so up until uh for the rest of the period it's pretty much uneventful but 40 seconds into the into the third the 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 lightning go on the power play and this is one of the things i will talk about after i'm completing the, the the recap is that the lightning have not been good on the power play uh up until this point in the game they've been on two power plays they're 0 for 2 of course and the thing that's most troubling about that is that they had no shots. Now, um, there was times if you just turned on the game and the Lightning were on the power play, where Toronto was controlling the puck for most of the time, and you would have never thought that Tampa Bay had a man advantage, and that's that's not acceptable. And they definitely need to do a better job of you know doing well on the power play and. Creating more chances um, going forward because you're not going to be able to win hockey games if you know you're if you're playing with a man advantage and nothing there's nothing different about the situation you're you're still letting the other team control the puck for a majority of the time and you're not getting shots off you need to at least put shots on net you know because if you're not creating any chances you know what's the point of being on the power play so and it seemed uh, up to that point in the game. Especially in that period, that uh, Tampa Bay was playing a little sluggish. They needed to do a better job to match Toronto's tempo. And, you know, as I was writing that note, because I do I do write down notes as I'm watching the game, so I could be as informative to you, the listeners, as possible uh, when I speak to you during the show. So as I was writing that note saying, you know, they need to match the tempo, they need to create more chances, Buckley Goodrow. Uh, led the rush into the zone and leaves a drop pass to set up Kevin Shattenkirk's one-time slap shot that uh, Frederick Anderson made the initial save on. Uh, But uh, the rebound deflected off Yanni Gord, who was rushing rushing the net on the play, and it deflects off him and it goes in, and it puts the bolts within one with 12.33 left in the period. So it definitely gives the the Lightning enough time to maybe uh, pot one more goal or hopefully two to maybe ahead and get the go-ahead goal late in the third period. And the one thing that you saw as soon as they scored this goal, that they started to attack more with authority and creativity. The last 12 minutes of this period really impressed me. Uh, they played with a lot, with more of an edge. And I would really like to see the Bolts take that creativity and intensity they had on the attack and really have carry it over towards their next game with the Blackhawks. As you probably know by now, if you checked the score or saw the highlights, or even if you watched the game last night, that the Lightning were unfortunate. Uh, unfortunately, they were not able to get a game tying goal. Um, they lost four three, and that was pretty much it for the rest of the period. Um, like I said, yeah, they played with a lot of intensity uh, that really impressed me, and I hope they could carry that over. And you know, even you know, you know, you want to get out of this losing streak, and I think that they'll have a good chance on Wednesday, and I'll talk more about that. On the next show, and you know how they stack up against the Chicago Blackhawks, who are pretty much out of it by now for the playoffs. Um, but the Lightning will get a get they'll get an opportunity to get some revenge on the Leafs when they they put these two teams will play each other uh, on March 10th in Toronto. And the interesting thing is not only you know now that the season series between these two teams is tied at, you know at one, but neither team has been able to win a game at home. So you know, hopefully that trend could carry forward to the next game and the Lightning will be able to steal one in Toronto. Now, you know, it's it's always disappointing when, you know, your team that you root for is unable to pull out the win and extend their current losing streak to three now. Uh, but like I said during the recap, that this may not be necessarily the worst thing for the team. You know, this will give them a chance to work through adversity and, you know, kind of clean up. And kind of really see with a clear view what issues that this team has, and you know because the trade deadlines passed, you know they can't make any trades at this point. So the Lightning are stuck with the, the players they have for now. You know maybe if they want to sign free agent or bring up a player from Syracuse, they could do so uh, to to help themselves become a better team and really fine tune their play for the upcoming playoffs because they will make the playoffs. Uh, I don't see them, you know having an absolutely monumental collapse to where they don't. It's just because they're so far ahead in the points now with Boston that um, they won't be able to be caught. So that's at least a comforting feeling. But, you know what, maybe they could put together a nice stretch with under 20 games left in the season now. So let's take a look at the takeaways for this game. Um, I'm not going to be able to do this after every game recap just because maybe a game will – Sometimes not be as eventful as this one. There was obviously a lot of back and forth between these two teams today Um, So let's take a look at the the takeaways So first takeaway is that the lightning cleaned up the puck management I stressed a lot and in grave detail how important it was for the lightning in my last episode and if you haven't taken a listen to those episodes Please go back and take a listen because i'm gonna try and have all these episodes kind of tying together and you know, if the Lightning are playing a certain ga- certain way as they are now, where you know the penalty kill has been an issue, uh, just the penalty, the special teams have been an issue, uh, you know, on both sides. So they definitely need to clean that up. Cause, but I'll be discussing that in full, you know, going forward if it continues. So yeah, the Lightning, clean up the puck management. That was nice to see that you know they were they were not turning over the puck as much. You know, of course you're not going to have a flawless game. You know, it's especially in the National Hockey League league, you're going to have turnovers to some extent. Um, So that's just part of the game. But moving on, need to do a better job on the PK, gave up two power play goals. Absolutely. That is a big must. They need to clean it up. They need to figure it out. I don't know. Maybe they need to make some changes on the special teams uh, with the defense or maybe with some of the forwards, maybe involve Barkley Goodrow and Zach Bogosian more as they become more acclimated to uh, around their teammates. And, yeah, uh, uh, Barkley Godreau played very well on the PK tonight. And, you know, I think that as he he gets more time with this team and gets in a couple more practices, I think maybe Coach Cooper will be more comfortable to have him on the PK. So just keep an eye out for that. And they, on the other side of that, they need to do a better job on the power play. Uh, Going, having two power plays and having zero shots, like I said before, is ridiculously unacceptable. It is understandable sometimes on the PK, you know, if a shot doesn't get through, through traffic, because, you know, you will have teams that will try to shoot it through traffic, such as the Lightning like to do sometimes, try and get a deflection in front. Um, but at the same time, you know, you need to get more shots on net. It's just plain and simple. You know, some uh, I like to look beyond the numbers sometimes uh, to see how a team plays and what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right. But in this case, zero shots on the, on the power play, it just looks bad. It, it just looks really bad. And I think especially when you're losing hockey games um, and you're on the current three-game losing streak, um, as Lightning are right now, they, they need to do a better job. And last but not least, like I said before, they need to carry the intensity forward into the game. I liked how they really played at certain points in the game. Uh, in the first period, they, like I said, it was their, their best period of hockey up into that point in the last couple of games. And even those last twelve minutes in the third period after they scored the goals put them within one. They they played very good hockey. And I think that's something they need to get back into. They 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 need to 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 bring that energy with them on every shift. And I'm not saying that in a negative way to where they're not playing hard or they're they're dogging it out there. That's completely the opposite. I know these guys are going out there and they're playing their best, but they 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 need to create more chances um going forward and then you need to take more shots and like i said in one of my first episodes of locked on lightning is that you know you need to you need to pepper the the goaltender with shots you know you need to give your give your guys who are camped out in front of the net or in the vicinity of the net a chance to throw in the throw in the, the puck on the rebound because when you throw the puck on the on the net good things happen you know even if it doesn't necessarily go in on the first shot so now let's look at uh, both players of the games. Obviously, I know that the Lightning lost, of course, and but there's always positives to take away from a, a loss, even especially one like this, where the Lightning did show a little progress in cleaning up some of their mistakes that they have been making on the current losing streak, as well as some of the the mistakes that they got away with on the winning streak. So sometimes I, always, I, I really only try to give player of a game uh, to one player but I saw two players in this game that really stood out to me and the first one was obviously Nikita, Nikita Kucherov getting his 30th goal of season. Now it's always a comforting feeling to me as the host of this show where I make a certain prediction and it comes to fruition and it definitely makes the show look better and it definitely makes me look better and it makes you the listener want to listen more. So I spoke in the last episode that the player to watch for the Lightning was Nikita Kucherov. I think, you know, he, he didn't score in a couple of games. He only had two goals in his last five games. And I think he was due for a, another goal. And he did. He scored right away in the first period. And I think that hopefully going forward that this will kind of, you know, get him started and start scoring more often. Obviously, he's been racking up points. He's now racked up seventy-six points, and that's a good sight to see. But of course, you always want to see him score goals because that's that's really what his job is. Uh, so we'll keep an eye out for that going forward. And my other both player of the game in his debut is Barkley Goodrow. He had one assist and he did exactly what, you know, he was advertised and what he was supposed to do when the lightning traded for him, and that's he played a very physical game. And I would love to see this guy, you know, get more playing time, which he will going forward if he just continues to play this certain way. But I would like to see him, especially, get more playing time on the PK, just because he really impressed me with stifling stifling the puck movement and not really giving a lot of guys on the Leafs a lot of chances to skate around and do whatever they want. And that's really something that the the Lightning has been searching for. And I think the addition of Zach Bogosian as well as Barkley Goudreau um, will will definitely Improve their chances and I think going forward if they play those guys both on the PK will definitely help this team um, Improve their their performance on the PK. So to end the show uh, I just want to discuss a little bit for you guys I want to see what your feedback is with this So I was discussing with a friend of mine an old an old work colleague at NHL.com about You know not giving up too much in in trades, you know, you saw a lot of teams uh, in this past trade deadline, give up, you know, a lot of draft picks. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of giving up draft picks, you know, especially trading first-round draft picks. Um, I th- I believe that unless you are 100% sure that the player that you are trading for and giving up a first-round draft pick uh, is will be the X factor in you, either making a run at the Stanley Cup Finals or lifting the Cup at the end of the season, I don't believe that you should be giving away first-round draft picks, regardless if, you know, you're the worst team in the league or you're one of the better teams and you won't have a, 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 a high draft pick in the first round. But just to, just a recap where how this ties in with the Lightning, of course. So part of the Barkley-Goodrow trade was that the Tampa Bay Lightning gave up a 2020 first-rounder, which was theirs, to um For a good draw, whereas in the Coleman trade the Lightning gave up a 2020 first rounder that they got from Vancouver Canucks in the JT Miller trade now the difference with those is that the the pick they gave up for for uh, Coleman Was a conditional pick so that means for for those of you who are not really aware or intuitive as to what really conditional picks are is that for example in this situation if Vancouver misses the playoffs this year, then that will turn into a 20, 2021 draft pick instead of this year, instead of a 2020. But having said that, you know, that is the that is kind of like the positive of that, where if, you know, it kind of, if, if Vancouver misses the playoffs, it'll, it'll go to next year's draft, which really won't affect the Lightning in any way. Um, you know, if, if you really don't want to see the Devils get a get a good pick, then you'll just have to root for Vancouver to play well. That's as simple as that. But like I said, um, I you know I'm not a fan of giving up first round draft picks, and I'm I'm curious as to what you the listeners think, and I would love to hear hear your response. And like I said, tweet at us, tweet at me on uh, to my personal account on Twitter at ap danker d e n k e r on Twitter. Uh, tweet to me what you think about, you know, trading first-round draft picks. Do you think it's worth it regardless of who, if the player is a good quality player? Or do you believe that, you know, you should only be trading first-round draft picks if, you know, it will lead to a championship run? So that's it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow and Thursday to preview the Chicago Blackhawks game for tomorrow night. And happy birthday to Barkley Goodrow. It's his birthday today. So if you're on Twitter send him a tweet say happy birthday welcome welcome to uh, tampa and i hopefully the lightning could uh, get him a, a late birthday present by winning against chicago on went tomorrow night so we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that so everyone have a great rest of your day we'll we'll be back tomorrow like i said and this has been locked on lightning part of the On podcast network i'm your host adam banger have a good one everybody